All right, let's see how this works here. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a interesting episode of The Kewl Show. I am your host today, the insider of the insiders, Tyler Kewl. And yes, does it sound weird? Yes. Are we doing video? No. Why? Because kids, uh, it's moving day for someone. It is moving day for our slight off sons co-host, Alex Kewl is back. Alex, how are you, sir? Well, it's not actually me, the one that's moving. It's actually Katie, my 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 better half. Um, but yeah, we are moving. Uh, I'm doing good. I've been uh, obviously working the evening, so I obviously can't be on the show um, ever. Uh, but no, well, we've had you a couple times. A couple times, and in both instances, it's been while I've been working. It's just the fact that you got me while I was driving. <laughs> so this is literally par for the course. Now, the reason why we're doing this, um, one, because since it's, it's perfect that we're doing this on a moving day, because there's a lot of people that are moving around. It is free agent day. Now, yes, when you listen to this episode, we are only going to go through the signings that have already happened as of, what is it, 4.15 Eastern time right now. I do have my other phone here, so if there's anything that happens during the show, but like Matthias Janmark just got signed one year by two for two million dollars by the Vegas Golden Knights. Like Good we're call. we're call. we're gonna miss some of those now. The re- but of course we should probably mention the reason why we're doing this show is because Cooper Weidenthaler challenged me to this. Good buddy Coop and uh, well Alex. Friend of the show, Cooper Weidenthaler. Well, yeah, he's friend of the show. He's actually he's, he made his one time appearance on my birthday, so we had to do it. We're we're driving. We how long does it take to Ionia? Uh, from here, probably another, oh, 35 minutes or so. Okay, so we're either gonna, either we get there or my phone dies. We'll see which one happens first. Yeah, I, I know we're not, we're not like Fridge. We don't have the nice little Bluetooth set up. We have a moving truck, so this is a truck cast. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it would have been a lot nicer if we had the Bluetooth set up. However, in all fairness, it would have been even that much better if we had, like, the whole soundboard set up, but... We're not bringing that out just for this. It would well, not make sense. Well, okay, so I'm looking at what we have in the truck here. We have it. There was an outlet! Son of a nutcracker! We could have done this thing! We could have actually done this! Yeah, we didn't, though. Dang it, I... Well, well, I, okay, then I would have had to have... I could, there's a USB port and everything. Good lord, dang it. All right, you know what, Alex? Vote for thought next time. Well, yeah. thought next time. Well, we do have to move you guys back in a couple weeks, so... Well, yeah, so, obviously with everything, so, just so everyone can by the way, understand... We're, by the way, we're driving by Wolverine Worldwide, the PFAS capital of the world. That's not Wolverine Worldwide, that's Amway, dude. They helped. That's Amway. That's yeah. not World... That's not Wolverine. This is Ada. This is far from that freaking water way that uh, poisoned our water. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, not poisoned. They, Slightly they, altered at a chemical level. Right. I thought no, because wasn't the king was over here? Hey. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the king was was over here, and but everyone in Ada's kind of uh, not hip to new things, yeah. and and I guess not too many Amway people were uh, aligned with King was a small business. So. So what you're saying is, Alex, they're like hockey people. They're like an old boys club. Precisely. But they yeah. like what they like, and if it's anything other than that. They don't want any part of it. That does make a little bit of sense. Now, so we had a lot that's happened over the past few days, Alex. I'll Please be... tell me we get to talk about Flurry. Please. Well, well, okay. So here is the some of the news that's going on. Okay, I'm using an Apple iPhone when I try to look up like online using Safari, and I can tell you right now. You can just say iPhone. You don't need to say Apple iPhone. Well, it's there's only one company that makes iPhones or well, i anything. Well, okay. So the first, no, okay. We'll get. Let's do. We'll undo flurry first, because there's one thing. The reason why I'm looking at my phone, I want to make sure I have everything right here on this. I'm story. going based on your schedule, so, or what you have written down. So if you have a certain way you want to go about it, fine. I will. I will go right off the cuff with everything. Well, okay. So here is the first thing I want to get to. Is let's do the Mark Andre Flurry story here. Okay. Mark Andre Flurry. This is the sucky part about doing a show once a week now, Alex, is that the reason why we're doing this is because we have to get the news and because it's such big news. Marc-Andre Fleury, one for one with a minor leaguer for the most part, gets traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, the word on the street is that Marc-Andre Fleury made it clear to McCrimmon and the brass there in Vegas that he wants to only be in Vegas and if he were to be moved, 
that he was going to retire. So then, go a couple days later, and Marc-Andre Fleury is scrolling through his Twitter feed, and he finds out that he's no longer a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, yeah, I mean, think of it this way. Why was it such a huge thing when Roberto Luongo retired? Why was it such a huge thing, huge thing, Todd? Well, not a rhetorical question. Give an actual answer for the people. Why was it such a huge thing when Roberto Luongo retired? Well, because when Lou retired, I mean, he was a great goaltender, he was a Hall of Famer, and he deserved every bit of praise that he was going to get, and eventually he's going to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame. I'm talking financials, Ty. Talking financials. Oh, because there's going to be a massive cap strap there for the for both the Panthers. A and... massive cap strap. Exactly. So, it's obvious, when I saw that, I heard that Marc-Andre Fleury got traded. I didn't see to whom, I didn't see for what for. I just saw that he got traded to Chicago, um, and that was that. I was like, all right, cool. It, it sh- for me, looking at that, I automatically think Vegas obviously wanted to move forward with Leonard as their main guy. Which is which, which made sense. That's which why makes they sense. Him. Which makes sense. Obviously, I was like, okay, that's fine. And obviously, Chicago, they're kind of in this weird state where they're not completely in a rebuild, but they kind of am or are. So, I get that, and then I look into it, and I see a guy that spent the majority of his time in the ECHL last year, if I, if yep. I stand correct. Yeah, that's right. And and then you go and you look, and you hear that Flurry found out via Twitter, and then you see all the fan art coming out of, of Flurry and the net making a huge save, oh, but getting... But the, getting the sword, this Alan the, Wall sword the, comes the two, back. The two Vegas Golden Knight swords straight through the back. Again. No, My I, immediate thought is... When I was like, the whole retirement thing, Vegas didn't want any part of that. This is an organization that that we've spent the past two seasons being like, oh my goodness, Vegas cap-strapped. Vegas can't really do a whole lot here. They have not too many bargaining chips, which is funny because they're in the bargaining state of mind. And also in the bargaining state, this bargaining city of Vegas. Bargaining in Vegas? Or not, with the chips. But, you know... I'm only making gonna, bets, making bets. They, 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 they didn't just ante up, Alex. They ponied up. Well, yeah, they ponied up, and they're like, here, have Marc-Andre Fleury. But also, here, have his entire contract with no sort of any, like, oh, we'll keep half of his contract or 20%, whatever. No, no, no. You take all of it. Cause if this, this here is payback for Stan Bowman giving Ken Holland all of Duncan Keith's money. But Vegas, okay, this Vegas is completely in the wrong as far as doing good business. Vegas is one hundred percent in the wrong. I don't care what you say. I, I, I understand oh. why it was done. I understand how you know both sides get good things out of it, unless if Flurry retires, which he's probably going to. Everything's pointing towards it. Unless he, unless he gets flipped to somewhere he wants to go. I don't. Where is he going to go where he's going to fit? He's obviously... Maybe a goaltender in New York with the Rangers. There's been that whisper. I don't know if he'd want to go there, though. Fleur, at this point, Flurry's going to look at the Rangers and going to be like, that's a goalie graveyard. That's where goalies go to freaking die. Either no, that... No offense, Henrik. Uh, it's just recently that's kind of been the thing. I mean... Dude... Well, it'll it, it'll be interesting. So they've already replaced the the spot of the backup. They got Lorraine Bassois on a one year deal. Lorraine Bassois, my favorite Edmonton Oil Kings goaltender ever. They re-upped Alec Martinez for three by five and a quarter, which was a little bit higher than we thought when we reported on Monday. And they also get Sven Berchi, who is a good depth player. So Vegas is trying to. They have money now. They're going to have money. It'll be interesting to see what they do from there. But, Alex, the thing I want to get your take on here, because we got to talk about it since you are the captain of the Crusades. The yes, kid. all right, Hold get it over with. Thomas Dundon. Okay, okay I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to bring up. An- For Bernier? Are you serious? Oh, wait, you I- gave up Nadalkovich? Here's the thing, Alex. I wasn't going to bring that up yet. A, because we talked about it on Monday. B, 
because of what has happened and transpired over the past couple of days. What's happened today, they've already replaced Ndalkovich, or at least got a starting goaltender, with Frederick Anderson. They got him at a, you know, a decent deal, two by four and a half. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Deal. We have the Maple Leafs goaltending situation of, well, excuse me, the washed-up Maple Leafs goaltending situation in Carolina. And that's, that's going to work well. And then the Leafs take Peter. So in a very Cam Talbot, Mike Smith sort of thing, they flip-flop Peter Morazic now going to Toronto for three by 3.8. That is the only move. It sounds like also that Josh Hosang is also going to be going to the Leafs as hey, well. Hey, Maple Leafs fans, you've all, you've always said, you know, we just we need to really solidify goaltending and make sure we have a, a goalie that can that can keep up with the talent of the front end. And we need to make sure that we got, you know, we're working on the defense too. You worked on defense last year and the year before. Now you've got an actual capable goaltender. I tell you, if you lose, if you do not get to the Stanley Cup Final, Leafs fans are done. This is your last chance. This is yeah. There's a lot of people that ends with if Steve Dangle is threatening to leave them. There, there's something right there for you. But they do lose one defenseman because Zach Bogosian goes back down to Tampa for 850k a year. So that'll they lose a little bit on the back end. But I mean, it sounds they're going to get you. They have Ian Cole one year at 2.9 for the Carolina Hurricanes. Josh Levo also going there as well. My phone is going to die here soon. At least my iPhone, not not the one I'm recording on my iPhone here because I'm an idiot. Uh, so, folks, I'm making sure this was charged. How about, though, Alex, that the Carolina Hurricanes are going to sign and have on their team Tony D'Angelo? Alex, this is why, and I have the article here, so hopefully my phone doesn't die before I get through this, but good friend of the show and awesome writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, Luke DeCock. We've had him on before. Great guy. Good guy. Great guy. You know it's bad, Alex. When the title of his article, because Luke is both a reporter and an editorial writer as well, he can he's allowed to do his opinion, but his the title of the article, Hurricane Signing Tony D'Angelo, shows they really do want to be a bunch of jerks. Before I even get to the actual talking of the... Well, actually, there's really not much more it's to it. damn good title. It's damn a, good header. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it says exactly what it needs to be. You know, I, listen, I know this, and we talked about Logan Mayo on Monday, but, like, and you and I, we had the whole Slava Voinov rumor destruction. And I'm, pretty, I'm not saying we had a part in the reason why Slava Voinov not came to the NHL, but I'm pretty sure we were two of a lot of people that had our thoughts on why Slava Voinov should not come back to the league. Why is Tony D'Angelo given another shot? I get it. He was getting Norris votes two years ago. I understand. He is a skilled defenseman. But... And this is the crazy part, and Luke puts this in the article, this is not a thing about having issues with his politics, whatever. People can put that aside. It's the fact that this is a guy that, dating back to junior, has shown that he is not a good lo- He's not a good guy to have in the locker room. He's had altercations with teammates consistently over his time. So why? Why are the Carolina Hurricanes doing this? Because, Alex, I know, I know you hate when I do this, but it just sounds like this is a very Tommy Dundon thing to happen. Yeah, yeah, I know. Dude, you're asking the wrong person. I mean, I I follow the Canes very closely, and... How is Katie taking this? Or does she not know they got Tony D'Angelo yet? I haven't explained it to her yet. Uh, no, I, actually, no. I think she's been too preoccupied with moving and everything that she hasn't really been able to know that that's happening. Probably for the best. But... I'm sure she could either listen to it, this, or I could talk to her about it later. You're gonna have to have a hard time. If with she, her. if I explain to her all the information that she needs to know about D'Angelo, what's going on with the Leafs, or not the Leafs, the Canes, um, and basically why this isn't good at all, she would look at me and like, why, why do we root for crappy teams? Why do we why do we hate ourselves? Why do we hate ourselves? Because yes, D'Angelo is a good player. On ice, when you do the you know the old naked eye trick and you, you know you, you kind of judge everything by that, decent player. Yeah. There, I mean there's not really too much argument about it. Decent player. That being said. We have the history that we know and it's been documented. There's a reason why he got bought out in New York. He had a fight with, uh, with Georgiev, wasn't he? He is not a team player. 
good for the locker room. Not good for the team. He is not the type of player that shuts his mouth or is very conservative in the fact of he doesn't keep what's going on in his head off of social media. Well, he is conservative. We learned that. Oh, we know that. I'm not going to, you know, yell at someone for being left side, right side as far as their political views. I'm saying you don't need to plaster all over social media in the way that he has. Why they do this, I don't know. I don't understand it. How much is his cap hit? Just one. One mil. Like, it's literally a redemption tri- contract. And look, and it's one by one, right? One by one. He gets one shot. If he's still... If, he, if he's still there, halfway through the season, he, he has had to have gone through hell and high water to get there. Because... Me personally, and I know other reasonable Canes fans, which a lot of us are, ain't going to be liking this. I don't like it. I don't think Canes Nation, the, the, the Crusaders, my fellow Crusaders, don't think they're going to like this. I don't know. You, 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 I can't justify it. I really can't. Because it's not like, oh, it's because you're, you're losing Dougie Hamilton, Alex. We knew we were going to lose Dougie Hamilton. We prepared for this. But I, I didn't know that this was our plan. You couldn't have gone with a better route. There wasn't anyone in the foreign or domestic market other than this piece of you-know-what that could have fulfilled that spot. Listen, I, I said it to you, and I don't know if I said it on the show. It's a matter of, I think Brenda Moore realizes that the power play being pass it to Dougie and Dougie fired at the net didn't work. Ain't working too well. It worked. It worked. Tony D'Angelo is not your savior. If that's your mindset, then you know. No, that's what I'm saying is, obviously, you're like, okay, they're switching it up a bit. But this is the answer. This is, this is the well, we have a, a nice big hole in our entire game plan and in our locker room, so we're going to fill it with this? No. No. Like, you're telling me you couldn't go after... I mean, Final answer, bad call. Bad bad sign. I don't care how cheap he is. I don't care how short the contract is. Bad call. It, it certainly does not look good. Like I said, Caroline, those are the only ones that I've seen right now. My phone is on the whereabouts, so I'm not sure exactly I missed everything. Jonathan Bernie, who, by the way, who was in that trade with Alex Nedeljkovic, ends up going to the New Jersey Devils, by the way. Probably should mention that. They did flip him? They, they, no, they didn't flip him. They just got his signing rights. So they got Jonathan Bernier. So New Jersey ended up getting Bernier for two at 4.1. Someone's paying Jonathan Bernier four and almost four and a quarter. By the way, that's the New Jersey Devils. Wait. Wait. Yes, Alex, you literally traded. You're telling me. Yep. We got rid of Nedeljkovic. Which, by the way, that he was an for RFA. nothing! We gave him away for free? Oh, my. Okay. Don Waddell. I hate that all the teams that I root for, they have one hand on the steering wheel, right? And they've got one hand on a gun that's pointed at their freaking head. I was going to say a bottle of Johnny Walker, but you can go with that, too. They're sh- okay, fine. Shooting themselves in the leg. They've got a gun pointed at their thigh. Be a little bit nicer about it. I will say this: they they're all of a sudden become the talk of the Why? town. Not in a good way. Not in a good way. So wait, who's our goalie? Uh, Fred- Ty, who do we have in net? <laughs> Frederick. Freddie. Yeah, Freddie Anderson. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Yeah. Oh. At least you have a sort of a starting goaltender. I know. Well. If we want to go down the goaltending list that have been announced, so Martin Jones was bought out, as was Braden Holtby the other day, earlier this week. And where did they go? Martin Jones went to Philadelphia, which is they needed to fill that hole. They got him for one year at $2 million. The reason why they had to fill that hole is because Brian Elliott went to Tampa for one by $900K. Curtis McElhaney looking like on the outs going from Tampa, getting out of Tampa, giving a good little backup there for Andre Vasilevsky. Braden Holpe then goes to Dallas at one by two million dollars. 
which sounds like it must mean, Alex, that Ben Bishop uh, probably isn't healthy. Uh, probably not. I still think, as far as goaltending situations goes, Montreal, man, absolutely played the Kraken. I'm sorry. The Kraken, like, yeah, we're going to take all of your favorite players. Montreal's like, oh, Gary Price is going to have surgery. Ah! Five, five seconds later, oh, he had surgery, and he's going to be ready for the first start of the season. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was too good. I won't. You played him like a fiddle. I will say this. Bergevin with Ber- the locks of love, looking like Ber- a, looking like a slightly younger Guy Lafleur, Ber- absolute gangster. Bergevin went from last week to good-looking GM based on what he did, and how he was able to fleece Seattle, to looking like a turducken with the whole Logan Mayu thing. But we're not going to go into that. We already did it on Monday. We already dove that with Peyton Turnage. You know what? It evens out. I feel like it evens out. And then, of course, Jeff Molson released Dude, the you le- just had a team that had the Cinderella story going all the way to the Stanley Cup final. You, uh, you're, a- you're able to keep your superstar goaltender and also have a capable backup. And you have, and you and have David a, Savard. You have a endless shopping list of who you have in the backs and who's coming up and rising in the ranks for the Montreal Canadiens. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't go that far, Alex. Alex Belzeal is your best uh, prospect right now, and, uh, well, he's old. It, it was. Like, now you're talking about like, young players. You're telling yes. me you don't have anyone in Laval that's developing right now? Not, uh, not ready for the NHL yet. I, I'm saying developing. Oh, there's like, it's not like, you know... And, you know, if Nick Suzuki got hurt or, or anything like that, they could easily fill a spot and push someone up. They could have someone... They're kind of like... They have, like, the... What's the situation? It was like the situation that they had um, about two years ago in Toronto where if something happened, they kind of have a, a t- like the, a first-line player in Laval that could fill in in the fourth line if need be. I would not. I would. I would not be so sure with that with Laval right now. They were better last year. They were better last year, but but it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Montreal did like make some moves. Like I said, David Savard, four by three and a half million. That pretty much fills the role for Shea Weber as he's out. Yoel Armia re up for four years at three point four. They get Chris Weidman on the back end at seven fifty k. Cedric Paquette, former Tampa Bay Lightning, also for nine hundred fifty. Both those one year contracts. Edmonton making some moves today as well. Cody Cece being the funny one, mainly because A, he's still getting paid three and a quarter million dollars, which is hilarious, for four years. And also B, that Peyton Turnage called it on the show Monday. He's like, yeah, they can get Cody Cece if you play in the right minutes. And I agreed with them, and they end up getting them. They also keep Tyson Berry on the back end for three by four and a half. I don't know if he's worth four and a half, but you know what? I'm not Kenny Holland. I'm not dumb. Uh, but the big one, though, the one maybe not the, the dumb move at all, they get Zachary Hyman, seven, five and a half mil per year, which is south of what people thought they were going to get, but for him, it's a long-term contract. And Dude, this I, Zach Hyman, make your money, man. He's Well, here's the thing. It's seven years. If he, because if Kenny Holland and Dave Tippett see what he did with playing with Matthews and playing with the Stars in Toronto, if he can keep up in any form with Connor McDavid, he's going to be a $9 million hockey player in a year or two. Dude, 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 here's the line right now. No, Drysdale will be on his own line. Just remember that. No, no, I know. Cassian? No, heck no. Why not? Put Nuge, you'd, you'd want to maybe put Nuge on the no. line. No. No, hear well, me Nuge, out. Nuge is your third Hear me side. out. Hear me out. With how the NHL is trending right now, hear me out. You got a Boston Bull Terrier in Zach Hyman. You've got a thoroughbred freaking Greyhound in Connor McDavid. And you've got the meaty fucking Bulldog in Zach Cassian. Put those three on a line. Make it happen. I wouldn't put Cassian on this. I, maybe the second line. I know he had to play a little bit there. But they're going to be. See, here's the thing, though. They re-up Mike Smith. They still have Koskinen. I don't know. Like, if, you're, if your big get on the blue line is Cody Cece, though, like, they're going to do what they did in Toronto with him. They're going to put him on the top pair because they think he's a good defensive stalwart, and he's going to fail, and people are going to realize why we had problems with him in Toronto. 
That's the thing, Alex. That's why the, I still see him like, did Edmonton get a little bit better? Yes, but is this a team that you find as more of a threat in the playoffs as they were this past season? I don't think so. It depends. Honestly, it's, you're not, this team has never been in the past years known for their defense. They are not a brick wall. But they're very exciting. They're quick when they need to be. But they also know when to be gritty. Let's be let's be real about that. Having the, the right players and also a player like Zach Hyman, who isn't like a punchy, fighty kind of person, he still gets in those corners. He's a, t- he's a tough... He's not an enforcer. He's, he's a, a grinder. He's a tough player. He's someone that's... Uh, what what who I can't remember who made the quote, but he's tough to play against. Yes, that's right. And 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 when you have, you don't need to to um, you know play at the same level as Connor McDavid. You just need to skate at a at a similar pace, and you needed to get him the puck. And then when he gives you the puck, you need to be able to do something with it. Zach Cassian. Knows how to move the puck. He knows how to be the big tough guy. That way, nobody touches McDavid. He also knows when to back off. Because what are some of the best? Except, com- except when, for the one time when are in the, the Buffalo series, the-, the Boston series, where he lost his mind. But there's that, that too. That's fair. But look at all of, like the biggest Connor McDavid highlight reels. What is it of? It's Connor McDavid saying, "You know what? I'm going to be Connor McDavid real quick," and saying, "You know what, cows." Yeah, cows. Yeah, they got they got cows out here in the country. They got cows out here in the cattle land. This is why we also couldn't do like a Facebook Live thing because I eventually had to lose signal somehow out here and it would just get all fuzzy. But anyways, um, um, back, back to but it. no, yeah, he knows how to back off and nailed it. Almost overshot the turn like crazy. Yeah, By the way, sorry for you squeaking, guys. There's like our seats are literally up against the metal back of the truck. We're in a moving truck, obviously. It's what, but so if you hear that, please don't complain. I probably but should, yeah, have, I so should put a disclaimer. Connor McDavid. Sometimes he decides to be Connor McDavid, and that's when you're like, "All right, I'm going to be a pylon and just let him do his thing." And that's uh, that's pretty much what you need to be. And like I said, we'll, only we'll, sometimes we'll, we'll get to Edmonton uh, a breakdown of the team when we get closer to. Let's talk about some of the big contracts that happened. Kind of just kind of bouncing around here. Ryan Suter gets signed by Dallas four by three point six five. I think that's very fair for his contract. The big re-signing in Colorado. We'll get to the big loss here in a minute. But Gabriel Landeskog gets the seven mil that everyone was talking about, and he gets it for eight years, which literally screams to me, Alex. And I was listening to Justin Bourne on Hockey Central today, pretty much saying, "Well, this makes the Mitch Marner contract look pretty darn stupid." Makes look stupid how? Gabriel Landeskog is worth seven million. Marner's making ten point what eight nine three. I'm taking that Landeskog deal and Landeskog with it any day of the week. Well, yeah, because you don't have someone who's trying to people please in the general manager's position, and you don't have someone in the VP position. No offense to Brendan Shanahan, I have all the respect in the world for you. Thankfully, he's not a fan because he'd probably find you after this. But okay. I don't care if he finds me. You know, if he has, if he finds me, I'll have a decent, I'll have a good conversation with him, and I, I will try to prove my point to him. I'll have a good conversation in the hospital bed. Brendan Shanahan's putting too much faith in Kyle Dubas. I'm sorry, but actually, no, I'm not even sorry. It's a matter of we knew that this was a bad deal. The guy held the team hostage for an entire summer. That's all the hockey world talked about was Marner Watch and Mitch Marner and then you have the Marner jar and of how much we you know talk about Marner we, we didn't is go, it we, worth it? We didn't go My question is this. Right now, looking at Mitch Marner, how he played after he signed the contract, from then to now, is it worth it? Yes or no? No. Not. Well the, and this is why I say this too. People like, oh, you can get rid of William Nylander's contract. That's six points. That's six and a half, six point six. That's easy to get rid of. No, it's not because Nylander's got the best value. That's the problem with this is that the best value right there. If like in Marner's, he, the that type of dollar amount has not looked good for him, and that's why this move with Landeskog. I, I know he wants more, and I get that he could probably make. I would worry. More. I would not worry. Landeskog's 
Landeskog's contract, Landeskog takes me as definitely as someone who wants to stay with Colorado until, like, the very tail end of his career. In which case, even if he gets traded or if he stays with Colorado, the next contract that he gets, it's going to be the thank you contract. It's the payback contract. Because this, this contract that he signs, one, it's not for a whole lot. Well, not, okay, more. it's a lot less than people would expect as far as value goes. And then it's also for a long time. This is a Colorado wants to win a Stanley Cup. Save a couple mil for the next guy. And then, That's what that contract is. And, and we're, also, we're, we're only a couple years away from Nathan McKinnon getting re-up. By the way, Nathan Strauss tweeted this a little bit ago. Kane's Twitter has lost... 1.3 thousand followers today a trivial amount but it is one hard for any brand to lose that much in a short time two more proof that bigotry is actually bad for business so i don't mean, i don't mean to go back to that alex but i just wow. tweet, but. you would think um uh, some other contracts uh by the way we talked about how barclay goudreau got up for three points or 3.6 per year for six years with the rangers his good buddies going north of the border blake coleman 4.9 mil Per year for six years as well, going there with the Flames. Calgary did a little bit of work as well today. They are able to find a couple of pieces here and there. They'll be someone to watch out for. I don't know. I mean, the Pacific Division is going to be wonky anyways. A couple of, I mean, Vancouver was very active. Obviously, they re-signed, after getting Connor Garland in the Oliver Eckman Larson trade, they got him for an extension five point or 4.95 mil for five years. They also got Yaroslav Halak, obviously moving on from Braden Holpe. They're going to be having him behind Thatcher Demko, one year at one and a half. Luke Shen at two years at 850k a year. They get back Brandon Sutter, Tucker Poolman, Travis Hamanick. Vancouver, right? We talked about it on Monday. They should be a little bit better. I'm excited to see them, how they do. James Reimer has a job, Alex, and it's a job that's going to go back to San Jose. What? Three what? You got about like three minutes. I got three, three minutes here? Okay. Well, we, I we mean, can, well, you can pick up on the way back. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, we can do a part two. This may be a part two. Part two. Um, but let's get to the one here at the end. We may pick it up later on. The big contract extension, eight by 9.5 mil. Braden Point, Alex, making his money. You, you know, it's funny. It's like, oh, look, it's kind of like Mark, Mitch Marner's contract. But what I want, Braden Point or Mitch Marner? And I'll tell you. Well, then again, Braden Point plays in the key to Cooper. I would, I, I, I like I like Point, and I guess Point and Kucherov really works. But then again, they work better than Barner and Matthews do, Alex. Dude, this Braden Point, his contract is not Marner. No, 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 no. Braden Point's contract is like this. You have back-to-back Stanley Cups. You need to have a future after this. I would equate this more along the lines to the Henrik Zetterberg deal. His contract extension. Because he got eight years by, what was it, six point something? For Zetterberg? Zetterberg was making, I think, seven or seven and a half. For seven. A yeah. But it was, it was by a... No, no, no. His was a 12-year deal, wasn't it? His was, it was, his he, was one, one, he was one of the long ones. He was had, one of those stupid... The ones they literally had to get rid of in the last CBA, but yeah. Oh, are we there? Or? Yeah, we're there. Okay, well, we'll pause here, folks. By the way, could, uh, we'll kind of jump back on the brain point deal here in just a minute. Also, uh, $4.5 million AAV for three years from Mike Hoffman with Montreal, so there's that. But we'll get to all that when we come back, I guess, here on the Kuehl Show. I love that man. And we are back I here that on man. the Kuehl Show. I love him! Alex is definitely not talking about Tommy Dundon right now. Oh, we got a cop. You got pulled over, son. We are driving back after moving the stuff out of the truck. I own the county sheriff. Don't give a mess about what you're talking about. I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it. You already dropped an F bomb in the first segment, but don't do it again. Did I? Yeah, you did. I think you're talking. No, for. (laughs) Stop it. Anyways, thankfully the mic's over here. But. Alex is reacting to the signing by the Detroit Red Wings of Pew Suter from the Chicago Blackhawks. Had a little bit of a breakout year last year. Two-year deal. The Red Wings did not specify what kind of a contract it is or how much money it is. But not bad, though, for the Red Wings getting him. Uh, Very interesting point as well here. Uh, Bruce Levine, who I worked with at the UA teams down in Dallas... Uh, radio host for the Dallas Stars says that Jim Nelson says he watched Jake Ottinger 
to be his best and come to camp looking to earn the starting goalie spot for the Dallas Stars. Alex, this is with a Stars team that has just signed Braden Holby, has Anton Dobin, has Ben Bishop, and Jake Ottinger. Is that more or less just a ploy to try to get the kid to work hard so he can be ready in case one gets hurt, or do you think Jake Cottinger actually has a shot to be the starting goaltender down there in the big D? When he says to be the starting goaltender, he does mean of the, uh, what is it, the, the Iowa Stars? No, they're the Texas Stars. It's the Iowa... The Iowa, the Iowa uh, Wild, sorry. Yeah, I about to say, that, that was Kapokakinen's domain for a little bit. Um, honestly, you have Hudo, unless they are seriously considering dealing uh, Hugh Dobin because I don't think they're going to get anything from uh, Ben Bishop. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, because so, he's made a glass. We've, got, we've done this for three years, Alex. Ben Bishop, glass. He is the Samuel L. Jackson character from that one movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless unless it's going to be one of those things in Dallas where they kind of transition to the 1-1-A one one kind of spot. Where well, that's what they did for a little bit with Hudobin and Bishop, but then Bishop got hurt, and Hudobin couldn't do it all by himself. I don't know. When you have four goalies and you're telling the newest kid on the block, you, you know, he's, he's really going to really compete for that top spot. You're either joking yourself or you have no faith in your other three goalies. It's like my freshman year when Greener says, yeah, yeah, I want you to come ready to play and maybe be a starting goaltender. It's more or less, yeah, I'm not going to, you're not going to start, but I want you to work Should really hard at maybe. You could take the highway now if you wanted to. Yeah, I'll take the highway. Because like, we got an empty truck now. Just don't try to whip around corners because now it's a light truck. Oh, right. It's still going to be top heavy regardless. But, yeah, no, I, it's an interesting move and thank you to Bruce Levine for giving us that lovely bit of information. And by the way, I probably should remind people that the reason why it's squeaky in, my, in the truck is because the, the leather seats are literally on the metal back of the truck. Yeah. Uh, we also, did we mention, I don't know if I mentioned this in the first segment, Luke Glendenny is a Dallas star. He signed for, really Kelly, you're calling me now? Here, can you call her? You have your phone? You call her. I'm going to decline this. Well, don't just stop the show. We'll just stop. Pause it. Pause it? Okay, I'll fine. I'll pause it. All right, so we're back here after another weird pause. Luke Glendening uh, is a Dallas star. Well, hold on. I was going to mention, everyone, that my wife made beer cheese, and she's finishing the rest of the Canadian that she probably didn't finish. So can we just say that's a very big step for her, given given her drink's choice? The drink? The fact that she's drinking piss? Hey, we just had Olsen Mil- Canadian. We had Miller Lite. What's you want to talk about sugar... Piss. No, Miller Light, Light is literally, it's a light beer. There's no sugar in it. Why is it sweeter than a Canadian? Uh, because Explain. all, all Molson is is we took some barley, we took some water, we put it in a can, drink it. That's literally every Pilsner, just about every Pilsner known to man. Just about. Unless you're going to go with like the fancy ones and the good ones. For a beer that's been on sale for the last seven years in the United States, I'll take it. Ty, you know what? You know, you know that sugar inherently has a lot. Of, it has a very caloric. It has a high caloric content to it, right? Yes. It's just straight calories. Yes. How would they be able to have a low-calorie light beer with a bunch of sugar in it? They put sugar-made barley and they fill it. It's filler. It's like Diet Coke. You, mm, my God. you make no sense. I make no sense. And if you don't make dollars, you don't make sense, kids. Have you seen my paychecks? Actually, M Live's paying me pretty well. Actually, but my kid, I can't say that. Uh, Chris Johnson just tweeted, "Ooh, Stefan Matos signed a two-way, two-way, one-year deal with the Avs." We're at that point in the night. This is probably why it's a good thing that we're doing a part two, is because we can actually get a deep dive on just about, or at least we can kind of review all of the signs at this point. Because now we're getting to the minor league system. Ooh, a poultry ranch. Can we stop and get some eggs? That is not a ranch. That is a that's the shipping facility. Oh. Okay. That is Hamlet Farms. They do literally basic. If you go to Meyer, you're probably eating Hamlet eggs. For all those that live in Michigan or the Midwest, not. Can it hold it? Shift. Tell that thing to shift. Four okay. gears a hell of a groove. When this thing gets into a certain gear, it just shakes the whole thing because it can't shift. It's like, it's like Michael J. Fox on a band day. Luke Glendenny. <laughs> no kidding. Luke Glendening, two years, one and a half million dollars for the Dallas Stars. And I looked this up today, Alex, because I 
had a sweet time with Tyler. Having met Luke Glendening and having met his dog, by the way, as well. Okay. He has played a grand total. Let me see what I actually tweeted out. Let me make sure I have the exact number. I don't want to lie here. Uh, come on. Think faster. Here we go. Luke Glendening has played a total of... Did I not tweet this out? Oh, oh no, it's on the Kiel, the Kiel Show posted it. 62 games in his life for a team outside of Michigan. He played three with Providence at the end of his senior year at Michigan, 27 with Toledo, and played... Eight, no, so that'd be 20, 35, 30, 38. No, there was another team he played for. I forgot. He played eight games for the United States in the World Championships. And, oh, he played 24 for, like, some prep school in Connecticut for a little bit before jumping into college. So, long story short, Luke Glendening has hardly played outside the state of Michigan, having played at East... He's from East Grand Rapids, way down the road from us. Played at the University of Michigan. Played for Grand Rapids in Detroit his entire career. So, this is a... It's going to be a change for the... I I can't say young man, for the dude. I mean, you know, he's... Honestly, this is a great pick for Dallas. I mean, you get someone who... You know, not everybody, but anyone that really took notice of it. Guy's the best face-off guy in the NHL. Very highly... Eh. High. Statistics, Ty. Statistics. Tell the truck to shift in the gear. Let's get in there. Just gotta let it go a little bit. Um, but no, like... this He's not a bad player. He's a good pickup, you know. Doubler. For... Dallas, you know, with the talent you already got there, he's probably going to be on the third line. I mean, have him on the power play uh, as a uh, as your center on the power play. Um, good pick. And honestly, you know what? I feel like Glenn Denning, with being in Dallas, I feel like he's just going to generally have a better time there. Because for one, Dallas is already a competing team. You know, we've we've noted how close they've gotten and how disappointing it can be for them to to try to do everything that they can to get where they need to be, and then also and also ha- having COVID last year twice really derailed them. No, they really did. I mean, obviously they've had just a lot of like obstacles in their way. As a truck, do I go sixty-five then? No, you're not. You're not a truck. Alex, remember the one time we moved someone out to Grand Ledge? They drove 80 on the way back. Okay, well, you're also not that very smart. <laughs> it was also one o'clock in the morning. And I was mad that we were still out there. But that, anyways. Um, but no, good pick, good signing. I feel like he's gonna fit well with Dallas. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So I'm, I'm not, well, not good pick, just a good signing. Good move. Well, good, good, move. good pick to sign him. Um, some moves, Michael Delzato in Ottawa, big save Dave Riddick uh, going to Nashville. That's another, that's a pickup. Give him, uh, give a little bit of space there for UC Soros. That contract is one year by 1.25. Mikhail uh, Granlin is also staying there as well. Four by $5 million, pretty reasonable number. Um, oh, poor one for us, Alex. Joe Hicketts got signed by Minnesota. Aww. Maybe that's way for the one. See, now people won't get mad at me when I yell at Joe Hicketts when the Wild come to town to play Grand Rapids. Well, is he playing in Iowa or is he, or is he playing in Minnesota? I Minnesota's got enough on the back end that I think. Well, they lost Ian Cole, so yeah, you're right. They may need. I don't know. I don't. See, it's my, it's it's what's it's whenever I talk with so Janae. No, when I talk with Janae and Rachel, it's the same thing with them. When I talk with them at Maxis Hockey MI, it's Hicketts' size. He's a good skater. He's usually smart with the puck, good in his own zone as well, but he's under six foot. So what? Brian Rafalski was the biggest guy. He made his, he still made his He was he, he had Scott Stevens on his other side. Even when he played in Detroit. He had Nick Lindstrom on his other side. You don't have to be massive, okay? Yes you do. He can you be, need to have one massive guy in the pair, and let's be honest, as good as the defense still is in Minnesota, they don't have any big guys on the back end. They don't have any anymore. I still think that's a bunch of hogwash, that you need to have, like, seven-foot guys on each side. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what he does there. I'm just, I like Hicketts. He's always been a fun guy to watch. We did mention earlier about, uh, Mark Jones going to Philadelphia. That year, a one-year at $2 million, giving a little bit back up to Carter Hart. Reimer going back to San Jose. 
I don't know if the team's going to be any better, but he'll get some playing time with Martin Jones being gone, so, and I, I can't even tell you who the other goaltender is. Oh, uh, well, Dubnik still hasn't signed according to Cat Friendly right now. Let's see, what other ones we got? Alex Edler, of course, the Canucks announced they weren't going to re-sign him. He's going to the Los Angeles Kings, $3.5 million, and the Kings kind of making a little bit of a splash as well. They were able to get a hold of Philip Deneau from Montreal Canadiens. You talk about a guy that's a good two-way center. We mentioned it on Monday with talking with Peyton, how good he could be playing with guys like Andre Kopitar. I mean, it's not a bad pickup, Alex. In L.A., dare I say it, there was a team that was flirting with the fourth spot in that West Division for a little bit. They may be a little bit better this year. I know they have John the Quick as your goaltender still, and but they have Cal Peterson as a younger guy, and I don't think they're anywhere near going for a goaltender yet. But L.A. in that Pacific Division that I may is still shaping up to be the worst in the league, it could be a division that you could see California team jump in the playoffs. Honestly, I don't put any sort of stock into paying attention to the Pacific other than Calgary. Listen, I've never, ever since they decided to win the Stanley Cup, Los Angeles has been dismal at best. Abysmal. Six years at five and a half, by the way, for Philip Deneau. Why? They need, really? They need players? Really? Yeah, so I'm serious. By the way, Andres Athanasiu, a guy they picked up last year, he gets a one-year deal at $2.7 million, same with the Kings. That guy should be making more, more than $3 million anyway, so... Okay. Athanasiu? Yeah. Well, you met his agent. His agent's a turducken. I don't care who his agent is. If you're the general manager for a hockey team, you control who plays on your team. That's true. By the way, Josh Levo's getting 750k with the Carolina Hurricanes. You mentioned that one as well. Uh, Wait, did you say Levo's with the Frivos with the Canes? We got Frivo with the Canes, Alex. Yes, hey, sir. Hey, they did one good thing. Uh, Jake McCabe goes to Chicago one year, four years, pardon me, at $4 million. That's a good pickup. You talk about a back end that's getting Seth Jones and... Yeah, he lost Duncan Keith, but that's going to be a, a tougher blue line. I know they don't have Zadorov anymore, but that'll be an interesting team to watch out for. Do you feel like they're trying to stack up just because they don't want to lose Kane and Taves? See, at this point, I don't know. I don't think that they're Chicago, like Kane and Taves at this point. I think they realize, you know what? We won cups. We're making a crap ton of money. Let's be Hawks for life. I think that's their mindset right now. Can't say the same thing for like guys like Brandon Sod, even though Brandon, they brought back Brandon Sod for just that reason. Eh, I don't know. Uh, Eric Halla going to Boston for one year or two years, three point eight mil per year. Tomas Nosek, who was picked up at one of the few remaining players from that expansion draft for the Vegas Gold Knights, he's on the move. He's going to Bean Town. He's going to be making a grand total of 1.75 for two years. Alex, it's a $750,000 raise for him. Good for him. What is Boston? What they're, is they're, Boston? They're a team. They, we, we are a team. Well, I wonder, because Tuka Rask is still on the market. Yarrow Halak is gone, going to Vancouver. But they do have a goaltender. They get Linus Allmark, formerly of the Buffalo Sabres. Little bit of a big cap hit here, Alex, if you ask me. Four years. Oh, where was his name? I had it. Uh, Linus Allmark. Linus Allmark. Where? Oh, there he is. Linus Allmark. Four years at $5 million a year for Allmark. Listen, he has potential, but it, will he meet $5 million worth of potential? Ah, uh, uh, man. You know, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you, Alex. Well, I'm trying to think of an appropriate answer, like, response to that. I guess, I mean, if it makes sense for the team and the player, go ahead for it. I mean, otherwise, I mean, I guess they're losing Michael, so they're not going to have to worry about paying him. True. But that, that'll, be, that'll be an interesting thing if they actually make that move. I mean, the, the Jack Eichel watch, that'll be this year's thing. Matt Marner a couple years ago wasn't a whole lot last year in the offseason, but then again, we didn't have much of an offseason last year, so it's, it at least was a different kind of offseason. A big move, Jaden Schwartz getting picked up by the Seattle Kraken. They're probably they're one of their biggest moves on day one of free agency. Five years at $5.5 million. Schwartz, who was one of the, not the highest prospect, but a guy that played big games for St. Louis over his career. 
last season put 21 points up in 40 games. He's a former guy that put up over 60 points. Never has hit the 30 goal mark in his career, but has come close. Has put put up 63 points his best year in 14-15. He was a guy that was a big part of that the Cup winning team. Put up 20 points in 26 games when they won in 2019 with St. Louis. You know, for a team that has a crap ton of cap face in Seattle, Alex, they're making moves and. And I mentioned this. They are not a team that's trying to win tomorrow, but they want to win later. They want to win. They want to be competitive, and they want to be a team that can compete in the playoffs and maybe get a playoff spot. But this is not a team like Vegas where it's like, you know what? If, if we get a hint at winning, we're going to go all out. I think Seattle, even if they do make a playoff run next year, they're not going to go crazy like the Knights have done. Well, no, because, I mean, listen, think of it this way. And this, this is actually something I had a good conversation with our our, uh, our uncle Alex with for uh, a good a good couple seconds. Is that every team, including the Kraken, learned a good couple things from this from the Vegas expansion, right? For one, right. all of the other teams that they're having players poached from. They learned to not trust Jack Squat. If they're like, oh, hey, you know, we'll give you some, some money and we'll do a good trade with you if you don't touch this player. Nope. We'll take James Neal. Thank you. Bye. There wasn't that many side deals this year. That was one thing I think we were, we were talking no about. No side deals. And you want to know why? Because all those teams are like, yeah, we're not making this mistake twice. We're not getting everything stolen from us under our feet and have the, the expansion team go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh-uh. We're not playing that game this year. So, that's that's the one side of it. The other side is the Seattle Kraken. They're learning because they're like, wow, they were able to spend a crap ton of money. And then, oh... Now they're cap strapped, and now they kind of have a a limp for the next I don't know three four years, where they're gonna kind of have to. I mean, they're trying to get rid of that with Flurry, yeah. But that's still something like like that's something that is gonna hang over them for a a good three years at least with how much they had to go through and how they're gonna have to endure. Because yes, they made a, a cup run in their first year. That's awesome. I'm going to. It was great for the city, especially since right before the season started, they had the the Vegas shootings. Um, this was it was a good precedent, also too, for like the Raiders to move to Las Vegas. It made sports, you know, viable in the market, other than their uh, very popular women's basketball team. Right. Uh, they're the Aces, right? No, the Seattle. No, Vegas. The Vegas. Oh, women's oh basketball Las Vegas team. Aces. Yes. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, Seattle Storm in the WWE. Yes, so top two teams right now. So Seattle is like, well, how about we play it smart? We get good quality players at a good price. With thinking in the back of our heads, what are we gonna need to be successful? Because, I mean, think about teams like the St. Louis Blues three years ago. They were in a situation where they didn't have to have all-star talent, you know, throughout every single line to win that Stanley Cup. Yes. Let me remind people, Ryan O'Reilly won a Stanley Cup. In St. Louis. In St. Louis. May I remind you, Pat Pat Maroon won a Stanley Cup in St. Louis. Now, he also won two Stanley Cups back-to-back back to back to back so three cups in a row one St. Louis two with Tampa but right. that just goes to show you you don't need to have Steven Stamkos as your first line center that that is true and well it, it'll be interesting to see what Vegas does going forward by the way uh, I also Tyler have... Bozak win? what he was the yep. yeah. Bozak you talk about face-off specialist and shootout specialist Tyler Bozak also forgot to mention there was there's gonna be no reunion of the Felino brothers in Minnesota like it was rumored before. Boston picked him up for a couple years. I'm trying to find the contract. Can't do it at this time. Also got to mention that. Okay, oh, how long do you think it's gonna take for Jersey to get all three uh, Hughes brothers? 
I no, because Vancouver. If Vancouver gets rid of him, Jim Benning may as well take his stuff with him out the door because that. If uh, it's a good enough deal, though. If it's a good enough deal from New Jersey, if you're gonna get Dougie Hamilton, maybe that would, that would be the only move possible. Uh, but, I mean, uh, but New Jersey's not gonna do that. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Alex Ovechkin, by the way, re-signed with the Capitals, five years at nine and a half. That should be enough time to get him to 900 goals, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I said, Nick Foligno going to Boston, adding a little bit more depth for them, adding age, but adding a little bit of depth, a little bit of grit there. I forgot to mention Andrew Cogliano is going to be going to San Jose as well with James Reimer one year at $1 million. Now the rumor is coming out literally as we're doing this. So I guess we can somewhat say sort of breaking news as we're doing this. Um, also, by the way, Jerry Mayhew, a fair state legend, was with the Minnesota Wild for the longest time. Jerry Time moving to Philadelphia. But Vitek Vanasek, who was literally picked up in this expansion draft by Seattle, guess who's getting him? The Washington Capitals. <laughs> They're going back and picking him up for a draft pick. It's according to Elliot Friedman and <laughs> So literally so why? They need a goaltender. Who, you who have, cares? You have Ilya Samsonov and then what, Phoenix Copley? Is he still there? Who cares? Let him suffer! No! No. Let, let uh, the Capitals die! Well, I wonder what the was. Well, they're saying it's only a draft pick, and I know Seattle wants to pick up draft picks as we go here. No, they need more. They, they got, Be greedy. But come would, on, Ronnie. I would ask for something else to go with it, but we'll wait to see what the exact return is. At this time, all we know that there may. There's I think be, you're reading it wrong. I think it might be at least a draft pick. No, there's at least there is a draft pick. There is a draft pick indeed, but there, as far as we know, not more. much more. More power. We had a trade at some point. By the way, Dougie Hamilton's contract, which is seven by nine, is worth one thousand five hundred seventy and a half Bitcoin. For those that are curious, uh, grand total, not per year. Yes, per year. Sorry. No, that was uh, there. Right. Okay. Grand yeah. total, not per year. Bitcoin's a lot more expensive than that. Uh, New Jersey. Speaking of their active day, Will Butcher getting traded with a twenty twenty two fifth round pick to Buffalo in return for future considerations. So I guess I, that's probably what they needed to do to make the deal in order to actually pay for Dougie Hamilton. What are you, okay. try, what are you trying to do? I'm just making sure. I'm just looking at a thing. Don't worry. Keep okay. going. And I'm trying to figure out what more we can talk about here in the next few minutes. We only got a few more minutes left here before we got to you know, give the truck back. Alex Texi- oh, Honestly, probably a minute because a- it's on off of 50 seconds. Alex Texier signed a two-year extension with Columbus worth 1.25 mil per year. I believe that's really all there is. We mentioned Mike Hoffman beforehand. Alex, it's been a busy day, and I'm trying to think of a winner here. And I, Dougie Hamilton's a big number, obviously, to get a hold of if you are the New Jersey Devils. But I'm looking at my list here, and I really don't know if there's a winner today. Like a clear cut. Detroit. Well, Detroit, if you're talking about getting a goaltender, I'm talking about today, though, Alex. Today? You get Pew Suter. That's That's a good, solid deal. They did re-sign Calvin Pickard, so you're going to have depth at goal. You're going to have Sam Gagne back. Yeah, I like him. I've always liked him, ever since he played back in London. Maybe I'm biased. Sam Gagne? Yep. Sam oh, G- yeah, keep him. I, you know, I don't know who wins today. Why get rid of him? I don't know who wins today, though, Alex. Who do, you, who do you think is the winner today that's actually a team that's better and now a more competitive hockey club? Uh, you know... Obviously, now, we still have days ahead here. Someone can easily pick up Jack Eichel. That's a whole kick and a half. But I'm looking at my notes, and I'm just like, maybe Vancouver? They've added a little bit more depth, a little bit more girth, and getting guys like Hamannick and Was Shen. Edmonton's all their stuff today? Edmonton? Uh, CC Barry and Jaime, yeah. I mean, they re I'd say Edmonton. Honestly. Gain Hyman's a big... He's a he's a younger, less coked-out version of a guy like Zach Cassian. So I, I can see why you think that. I just honestly, I say Edmonton because one, you're getting three roster spot players. Well, Barry, Barry was already there, but well, you get what I'm saying. Though. You get you get out of everything today. You have you're putting pen on paper with three con- uh, roster players. You are building up your honestly your offensive power. Um, because Barry, well, I would be considering that as offensive power as well as defensive. Yeah, I wasn't watching the defensive end. But anyways, finish up here. Um, but I mean, also too, I mean, you know, you, you say just today. Who wins today? 
I would say Edmonton, one, they accomplished the most, I think. I think they did the, the best job. Um, yeah, final answer, Edmonton. Minnesota also did Alex Goligoski for a year at 5 mil. Also forgot to mention Ryan Getzlaff staying in Anaheim for another year. Carter Hutton going down to Arizona. Obviously with them losing Antti Ranta, they needed a spot. But we are ready to park the truck here, which means the truck cast is over. The fun little show we did today on Free Agent Frenzy Day number one. There'll be more stuff in. We'll get more on Monday's show. We'll have guests there as well. Alex, thank you very much for forcefully taking the time today because I was not going to let you do this. Without, I'm going to sit in a truck. Ain't no like problem, buddy. I really appreciate you. Like you and me, me. And I think you can too. Okay, Adam Sandler wannabe. We'll that you. was that was not that was um th- that one old Nickelodeon show. It was the the one with the cow. Was it Ren and Stimpy? Oh, uh, um, happy happy joy joy. Happy happy joy joy. Um, who's that actor? I don't remember. I'll have to find the I voice actor. I don't know who the name. voice actor is. He does a lot of Do other I stuff. Do I leave it here? Yeah, you leave it here and you gotta go drop the key off. Okay, stop. It. Anyway, I'll so. So that is it for this one, folks. I'm Tyler Kuehl, the Insider of the Insiders. He is Alex Kuehl, joining us here for this special the episode Crusader today. The Crusader of the Carolinas, the hero of the hurricanes. Yes, yeah, the hero. Can you go down and tell, ask Don Waddell what the heck he's thinking? Anyways, make sure you follow us at The Kuehl Show, guys. Hashtag TKS. Hashtag The Kuehl Show. We'll be back Monday and talk more. Hockey, free agents, and actually that'll be the last one for a week because I'm going to take a week off after, you know, because moving. I'll, I'll be moving. You'll be moving. I won't do a truck cast, though. It's, no. it's like five minutes. So, right. anyways, we'll I see know. you all next time on The Kill Show.